Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsboro, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 34. Not over till it's over. In previous podcasts, you probably heard me mention Fermat's last theorem in passing. This is one of the few mathematical theorems so famous that nearly every listener to this podcast has already heard something about it. As Wikipedia states, this theorem has a recognizable status in popular culture, probably because it's one of the few mathematical problems whose statement can be understood by nearly anyone who's had a basic course in 8th grade algebra. But there are a few aspects to the story of this theorem that are not as commonly known, including the fact that in some sense the riddle still hasn't truly been solved. So I thought it would be fun to talk about it in this week's podcast. To start with, let's review the basic story of the theorem. In 1637, French number theorist Pierre de Fermat wrote a note in the margin of his copy of a translation from Diophantus. This note stated that he had a truly marvelous proof that if n is an integer greater than 2, the equation a to the n plus b to the n equals c to the n has no solutions in which a, b, and c are positive integers. Since Fermat had a bit of a reputation for stating results that are ultimately true and leaving the proof to the reader, this note attracted a lot of interest. In the century after his death, nearly all Fermat's results were definitively either proven or disproved, but this theorem eluded everyone's best efforts, and thus became known as his last theorem. There were many attempts to prove it, especially after a prize of 100,000 marks was offered in Germany in 1908. Some have said it bears the distinction of being the single problem with the greatest number of incorrect proofs published in the history of mathematics. Over 300 years later, in 1994, Andrew Wiles finally published a correct proof, and the truth of Fermat's last theorem was established. One interesting aspect of the story of this proof is the fact that Wiles first presented a proof of the theorem in 1993. Wiles' presentation at the Isaac Newton Institute for Mathematical Sciences at Cambridge University was widely hailed for breaking new mathematical ground in many ways. Newspapers all over the world mentioned in their headlines that Fermat's century-old riddle had been solved. But in the months after Wiles' initial presentation, it became apparent that there was a flaw in the proof, a fact that was much less widely propagated. In most newspapers, it was a barely noticeable correction buried somewhere in their back sections. I remember having lunch in early 1994 with a former college classmate, who at the time was a PhD student in math, and I was surprised when he told me the theorem hadn't really been proven. But fortunately, with the assistance of his student Richard Taylor, Wiles managed to bridge the flaw in his original proof a year later, and the theorem is now accepted as proven by the academic community. So, since a valid proof was finally published, why do I say that Fermat's riddle hasn't truly been solved? Well, the reason is that while it's a monumental achievement, Wiles' proof can't possibly be the one Fermat was mentioning in his margin. It's a massive work which spans a sort of grand tour of 19th and 20th century mathematics using numerous concepts that I couldn't possibly explain in a podcast as they're way over my head. But if Fermat truly had a proof in the 1600s, it would have to be using what we would now consider basic techniques of algebra and number theory, which should be understandable in modern days even by a high school student or a moderately intelligent podcaster. Of course, given the number of attempts to prove it over the centuries, it's much more likely that Fermat was simply wrong, and the proof that he had was actually equivalent to one of the many invalid proofs published over the years. But the intriguing possibility remains, did Fermat have an expressway to proving this theorem that could bypass the convoluted mathematical road that Wiles had to take three centuries later? And this has been your Math Mutation for today.